This is the story about what fostering means to one young woman, her experience in foster care and the profound effect that carers had on her life is all we need to say to anyone who's thinking about becoming a foster carer. This is Kaylee's fostering story. Thank you to Kaylee for sharing it with us. I first came into care at the age of six and a half. I clearly remember the day I was collected by police officers and taken to the station where I had to wait for a suitable foster home. I felt scared initially, but as soon as I saw my foster carers, I felt at ease immediately. The night I was taken into foster care, I was outside playing with one of my friends from the same street. I remember hearing a noise from my house and then seeing a police car enter the street. My mother had put some of my clothing into a black bag and into the police car. I was then taken away. I had no idea what was happening. It was quite scary being taken away from my mum and not knowing why. The police officer could see I was scared and to try and make me feel better, he flashed the blue lights for me. I thought this was pretty cool. When I got to the police station, I was sat in a room waiting. I wasn't sure what I was waiting for, but the police officer reassured me that things would be okay. He also bought me a Kit Kat, the big one. I was super chuffed. After being at the police station for about an hour, Two people came into the room and asked me about myself. I was then informed that I'd be going home with these people for one night, whilst a more suitable placement could be found. In the car on my way to their home, Stuart kept cracking jokes to make me feel better. As they could see, I was scared. Once we got to the house, I was taken in and shown around. I was showed my room. It was pink with matching curtains and bedding. The next morning, Pat took me to Asda where I was bought all new clothes and a new dressing gown, as mine was dirty and grubby. The entire time I was with Pat and Stuart, I always felt at ease. It was so scary being taken away from my mum and going to live with strangers and not knowing why, but they always made me feel safe, and Stuart always made me laugh with his terrible jokes. I was meant to stay with them for just one night, so a more suitable placement could be found. But 17 years later, and Pat still can't get rid of me. My brother was also taken into care a few months before I was. He was living with foster carers elsewhere, but he often came to visit me at their house and would sometimes stay the weekend. There were some problems with his foster placement, and Pat and Stuart could see how close we were and hated seeing us say goodbye after every visit. As they had a spare room, children's services asked if they would take him in too. This made me feel so much better about being away from my mum. Me and my brother were very close when we lived with our parents, and even more so when he came to live with me at Pat and Stuart's house. Pat and Stuart took us on many holidays. We went to America twice, we had a caravan, we went to Spain, we'd stay throughout the summer holidays, and we also had a caravan in Tenby. We were included in family events, birthdays and weddings. Unfortunately, as my brother got older, things became problematic and didn't work out anymore. I think he was 15 when he left Pat and Stuart and went to live with foster carers elsewhere. This made me so upset by having to say, say goodbye to my brother that I knew it was for the best. It wasn't all bad because I did still see him in school and regularly on weekends. Being taken away from your mum at any age isn't easy, but especially being as young as I was. However, I couldn't have been any luckier to be brought up by the most amazing family Pat and Stuart would often talk to me about my real parents and keep me updated growing up. 
However, as I got older, I made the decision to cut contact with my birth parents. Pat and Stuart were there for me throughout everything. Along with their family, they would help me with revising for exams, applying for college and applying for jobs. When I had my GCSE results, they expressed how proud of me they were and they took me out for food at an Italian restaurant. It wasn't always easy. We'd sometimes have disagreements, but I was still always supported, especially when I applied for a traineeship with RCT Council, who I'm still employed with full-time now. When I was 20, me and my boyfriend decided we were ready to move in together and rented a house. Pat and Stuart were very supportive of this and helped me to pack up my room and take my furniture to the new house. We moved in during November 2017, but I'd often come back to Pat and Stuart's on a Sunday to join the family for a cooked dinner. In August 2018, I, I, was, I found out I was expecting a baby. However, things with me and the baby's father weren't great. And Pat and Stuart would always keep in touch with me to make sure I was okay. Me and my boyfriend decided to end our relationship. And Pat, Pat kept in contact with me daily throughout this, as she was aware I was now living on my own, far away from all the family. We went shopping one day, and Pat bought me some maternity clothes. We went back to their house for a cup of, cup of tea, while Stuart suggested it may be better if I came back to live with them, and drove me up to my house so I could pick up my cats for us to stay with them that night. In October 2018, I returned home. Pat and Stuart's family helped me pack up the house. On the 25th of March 2019, Stuart was taken to A&E as he was experiencing pain in his back and legs. He stayed in hospital for over a week and I would visit him daily after work. Unfortunately, on the 2nd of April 2019, he passed away with myself and our family at his bedside. This was the hardest time of my life as I classed Stuart as my father, grandfather, teacher and best friend all in one. By this time, I was almost at full term with my pregnancy. Stuart passed away on the 2nd of April and Tommy was born on the 20th. Pat and Stuart booked to, to, to go away to America before they knew I was expecting with their middle daughter and her children. And Pat and her daughter decided to go ahead with the holiday. As I was now 40 weeks pregnant and Pat was worried about me being at home on my own, Pat's youngest daughter, Sarah, asked if I wanted to stay with her while Pat was away. Pat flew to America on the 19th of April and I moved in with Sarah the same day. On the 20th of April, Tommy was born. Sarah was my birthing partner. We messaged Pat in America to tell them about the good news. I'm still a full-time RCT council employee and still a full-time single mum to my beautiful son, Tommy. Tommy's my absolute world and I cannot imagine my life without him. My parenting skills were definitely helped by the way I was brought up by Pat and Stuart and their family. Pat picks Tommy up from nursery so I can continue to work full time. She loves him as she loves her own grandchildren. Over a year on, and I still wait for Stuart to fall through the door with his bag of shopping. Losing Stuart is something I will never get over, but I continue to make him proud of me as he said he always was. I know he'll be looking down on me and Tommy proud as ever. Pat is very active in Tommy's life. She's grandma to him. It's nice that even though I didn't keep in touch with my real parents, Tommy still has the family I would have always wanted for my child. He's got three aunties, one uncle, and four cousins who all love him so much. I dread to think how my life would have turned out 
if I had not been taken into foster care. Pat and Stuart showed me how a family should be. Being an amazing man to Tommy is my number one priority, and that is down to their nurturing and their love that they showed me. If you feel that you can make a difference in a child's life, please make an inquiry today at www.fostercumtaf.co.uk. Diolch